Everyday, ordinary people living extraordinary lives. For the next few minutes, join me as I introduce you to some of them. And I kept moving around so that they couldn't get that target. And one of the young men told me, he said, um, oh gee, if you don't get out of the way, I'm gonna put a bullet in I'm B. Moore, and welcome to 52 Conversations. Gun violence in Syracuse is on the rise, and deaths attributed to firearms are at record levels. Today's guest is leading a crusade in the streets to keep individuals from killing each other. My name is Clifford Ryans. I do the OGs Against Violence. Um, OGs Against Violence is a nonprofit organization that was started um, on July 5th of 2015. And um, its focus is to help stop violence within the city of Syracuse. Thank you, Clifford, for joining me today. Your story goes to a specific incident that happened to you personally. Mm -hmm. I want to start there. Okay. Um, on July 22nd of uh, 1999, I had a son shot and killed. His name was Doriel Ryan. And from that situation, uh, my advocacy began. Um, so off and on between 1999 and 2015, I have been doing different advocacies as far as um, stopping the violence is concerned. But that tragedy was the one that um, spearheaded my advocacy um, as far as the community is concerned. I've always supported the community as far as that was concerned, but when it hit home, um, that's what uh, uh, um, catapulted me into being involved more on a regular basis as far as trying to help stop the violence in the community. How did it start out? What did you do first? Um, first, I began um, going around talking to youth and supporting other programs that were already in um, effect. Um, you have several programs within the community that are doing um, anti-gun violence um, programs. So I started off by going and supporting other people who had already had things going on. And all the way up until 2015 is when I began my own organization. Okay. So when you began your own organization, how did you structure it and what was your focal point? What did you want to accomplish with your own organization? Okay. I began on, as I said, July 2015, July 5th. And I wanted to tap into an element that we hadn't tapped into, and that was reaching out to the individuals directly who are doing the violence. Okay, we have a lot of programs that seek, you know, individuals that aren't doing the violence, and you want to try to prevent them from doing it or getting involved with the individuals that do it. But I wanted to go directly to the individuals who are doing the violence and try to reach them. And that's the structure of OGs Against Violence, um, to reach out to those ones, to show them that we care enough about them to make that effort. They, they're hopeless and they think that we don't care. And I wanted to come out and show them that I care, number one. Number two, I want to try to reach you. Number three, I want to try to show you that there is a way out and there is avenues that you can take that um, 
can 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 turn you into a different direction as far as as opposed to just doing the violence. Certainly. So, how do you reach a, a, a young man that's in that in that current state of mind where he feels like he's hopeless and there's no other alternative but to go out and act violently? Okay. Um, we had a situation where um, a young man was getting ready to go do a shooting. And I would just happen to be coming down the street with my sign. And he was curious about that. So I seized that opportunity to explain to him what OGs Against Violence is about and what we do and what the program represents. And keep in mind, this individual had, you know, that firearm and he was going to get at his enemy, if you will. And I was able to talk him out of doing that. And in order for you to be able to talk a person out of doing something, you have to paint a picture showing them, you know, number one, what the consequences are, number two, showing them a better solution, and number three, making them understand why you have to do one and two, okay? So I tapped into the fact that he had children, okay? And um, in the process of that right there, um, how you doing? In the process of that right there, um, when I brung up his children, he said, uh, I, can't, I can't do it, I have children. So from that right there, I was able to get inside his head and make him see that the action you are about to take is going to have ramifications as far as your children are concerned and as far as your family is concerned and that individual's family as well. Certainly, certainly. You know, uh, I know that one of our our meetings actually was halted because yeah, you were intervening in a in a situation. Hmm. And when you have actually in, in that case two individuals basically ready to go at each other mm -hmm. with firearms, mm -hmm. and how do you quiet that that situation down? Yeah, it's 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 complex, and most. Most of the time, being that I've gained respect on the street, that's the first thing that they look at. They know who I am. So, so they are open-minded to listen. So again, I go to a story where we had two individuals getting ready to shoot each other. And I got in between those two individuals with my signs. And I had, my, I had one sign pointed at one individual and I had the other sign pointed at the other individual. And I wouldn't move, and they were trying to get a target to each other. And I kept moving around so that they couldn't get that target. And one of the young men told me, he said, um, oh, gee, if you don't get out of the way, I'm going to put a bullet in. And the heart just came to me because, you know, I know man 101. And I told that young man, young man, I can't allow you and this individual to shoot each other for nothing, so I'm going to have to take that bullet. And when I said it, he flinched like he was going to do it, but I was eye to eye with him like I am with you right now, man 101, the hearts of men. Um, and we just stared at each other for a couple of seconds, and he, he, he said, he said, man, OG, you crazy. And he turned and he walked away. And that was my goal, okay, to get him to walk away. And as he walked away, the other individual walked away. Because I believe in their hearts that neither one of them wanted to shoot each other, but they were trying to be tough to each other. 
and what they were about to shoot each other over was something so trivial and so small that it was because of one of the individuals saying word to someone else who had been lost and 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 and, and that, and that argument escalated to which one of the individuals pulled out his weapon but the other individual didn't have a weapon at the time but he came back with his weapon so now they both have their weapons and they're both saying well I got my tool I got my tool so what you want to do and it was like a Matt Dillon drawn thing you know like they were getting literally getting ready to, to have a draw you know right then and there and I was able to get between them with the signs so there's there's different tactics that you use no one tactic um, 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 is 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 uh, uh, ever used, you know. Uh, um, on a, you, there's different ones. That's what I'm trying to say. I use different tactics for each and every si different situation. Sure. Now you, I mean, you have literally put your life on the line, mm -hmm. and that, I mean, just the scenario that you you outlined mm -hmm. just now. Mm -hmm. You put your life on the line, and you do this on a regular basis. Sure. So what motivates you to do this? Brother, let me, let me be totally honest with you. Um, I care in my heart, not just because of my loss, but because I'm tired of seeing our community in this state. I'm tired of all of the killing, you know, nationwide, okay, um, that's, that's going on that involves black on black um, um, killing. Um, and killing in particularly anyway, but the compassion in my heart to want to do something about it is, is, is what, what drives me. You know, the support from the community in regards to it. I mean, you could just be walking down the streets with the signs and it's like it's below zero outside. I got to go out and walk today. I can't be cold. So um, you'll hear a horn blow. And that's inspiration. And somebody will say, keep doing what you're doing, OG. And that's inspiration. And somebody will uh, uh, show you that, 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 uh, you know, that love. And that, and, and that helps you in that regard. You know, and I sit here in awe listening to, to your compassion mm -hmm. and your, your motivation. Let's talk about the young men. Why do you think that there's so much violence taking place on the streets today? The number one cause of it? is poverty. Let's just be honest. Um, our community is in a state of poverty that, that is, um, you know, disproportionate as, as far as Syracuse is number one. Now think about this for a second. Syracuse is number one in the nation as far as poverty. Now here's a small city that's number one in the nation as far as poverty is concerned. So poverty breeds violence. And, you know, that's the number one cause. Number two, um, we have a, an element amongst our young people um, who've grown up without one or both parents. Um, um, in particular, the young black males have uh, um, been without fathers. And, and um, it's, a, it's a strong um, number um, um, percentage-wise of that right there. So coupled with the poverty, and the absence of one or both parents in their lives for that, that guidance and that structure family-wise and several other um, elements, you know, um, the education aspects of it. There's, there's so many elements that help breed the violence that 
we have to tap into those elements. And, and you have people, you know, within community doing things to tap into it and, and who are putting formidable efforts to try to combat it, such as myself and such as other programs here at the um, Syracuse uh, Community Connection that, that are, uh, um, you know, trying to, you know, do something about it. But the number one cause of the violence within the community I believe is the, the grassroots of it, which is the poverty. What do you think then is the solution, uh, you know, for these young men on the streets that's just, you know, basically ready to, to shoot each other and, and act out violently towards one another? And, and, it's, and it's evolved now to where it's not just each other, it's not just, just a one on one, mm -hmm. it's, it's about families now, it's about people aren't as. Um, Caring, I guess, mm -hmm. in terms of collateral damage yes. these days. Yes, I think that um, more people should be getting out and um, reaching out to these individuals to include family members. Um, um, like, you know, the main thing is is to have have family who care enough. Okay, you can't just throw your hands in the air and say, oh, I'm going to let them go. If I did that, I wouldn't have been able to do what I'm doing right now. So the individuals need to understand and you need to show them that, that you know, there's a problem within our community in which we are so divided. And when I say divided, I mean all the way from the top of the ladder all the way down. And we have to bridge those divisions, okay? Because if, if the youth see us as a community divided, they, they latch on to it. And they'll tell you, well, here, here you are, you're, you're an organization and you're an organization and you're arguing. How do you expect for us to unite and y'all don't even have your to yourselves? So I feel like more people should be doing OGs Against Violence more people should be doing positive things and you can't just go about your daily life and say oh well it's not my problem it has to be the average person's problem that that average person who may be living a good life has to have compassion in their heart to say hey um let me see what i can do and to give you a good example miss o'brien okay she doesn't have to do what she does. She's not a person of color, okay, but she comes into the community and she helps. Brother, she helped catapult OGs Against Violence to the forefront by just supporting me with some signs. And she supplied over 400 signs and those signs have been distributed throughout the community. Those are the kind of actions that I'm talking about. People have to care enough to want to do something about it. You understand, you can't just go about your daily life because it's gonna affect you one way or another sooner or later, okay? You can't, you're not gonna have peace until this problem is solved and this problem has, has been eradicated to a minimum. Your comments make me wonder what the average community resident could do. Mm -hmm. You know, they may not stand in between two men ready to shoot each other, mm -hmm. But what can the average citizen do? What is it that they can say 
I hear stay engaged with the people that's closest to them, mm -hmm. but what else can they do? Yeah, um, um, resource-wise, um, um, if they have connections um, in that regard, uh, 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 um, again, you know, the most important thing you can do is to be involved. And I encourage people who ask me what they can do to get involved, I tell them, come out, come out, come from behind your, 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 your comfort zone. We had a uh, seminar at the Common Council's office um, for the students up at Syracuse University. And they were, they wanted to know what they could do. And we was telling them, come from off the hill, come off the hill, come down in the community, don't be afraid. Come in the community and engage us. And we'll let you know. Um, I let Miss O'Brien know um, I could really use some help with the merchandise aspects of OGs Against Violence because we need, the, the people want the signs, the people want the merchandise, they want the t-shirts. And I'm not trying to profit off of it. I'm trying to put it in a position where whoever um, invests in it, they can get what they want out of it, but what's in it for me? To get the message out. In other words, let's say you came and you supplied me with 200 t-shirts. You, you got your, 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 your money from the t-shirts, but what did I get out of it? I got the message out there, strong. And when I tell you they want this brand strongly on the streets, brother, I mean they want it. And, and I'm trying to work towards getting it, but I need help. And it's getting there. You know, um, um, I've been able to make some moves and, and put myself in, in different positions so that um, I'm, I'm going to be able to make some of those moves on my own. But we need people to come out of their comfort zone and get involved in the community. Okay. Tell me about the patrols that you do. Just give me a, uh, sure. you know, how, how that plays out on an average night or day. Okay. Let's take today, for instance. After I do this interview, I'll get myself, bundle myself up got my backpack, I got everything I need in my backpack, I'll go out to a certain area. Right now, we just had a young man shot and killed on Valentine. And then we just had a 14-year-old shot over here on the north side. So I'm going to be covering both areas today. I'm going to go to the north side first, okay, and I'll go over there for five to six hours, walking in the areas, protesting, letting them know I'm against the violence, letting the people see that I'm out there and, and that I care enough to get out here. And when they see me out there with those signs, they know that usually no violence occurs and that's out of respect for the movement. So in all the individuals over there on that side of town, they will not do no violence while I am out there with those signs. So now it's 17 degrees below zero. I can only be out there a certain period of time I'll go out there, I'll stand out there for three, four hours, then I'll go in and I'll get some heat, then I'll come back out for three more hours, okay? Then I'll walk or catch the bus to the next area that I have to go where the violence is. Wherever the violence is, wherever there's shootings, stabbings, and fights, I go to those areas to help quell that violence in those areas. And it works, brother. When I tell you I've been standing in an area where individuals from that area were standing outside and the enemy came through. And I know that they came through to shoot, okay? And they will not fire one shot because I'm out there with those signs. Not saying 
and taking it for granted that they never will. But out of respect for me, each side of town has shown me that respect. So the enemy rode by, and um, there's no words spoken. There's just a head nod, like how me and you are doing right now. They'll see me out there, and they'll nod like this, and then I'll nod like this, and I'll hold the sign up. And they know what that means. OGs against violence. Please, no violence today. And they said, we respect it. That's their favorite line to me. Somebody might yell out the window, we respect it, OG. And I know what that means. We're not going to pop because we see you standing there. Okay? I'm not Superman. I mean, I'm, and like I said, I'm not taking it for granted. You know, they might just cross that line. But I'm hoping and praying that they don't. But so far, I've been, you know, fortunate enough to be able to prevent some of it. To date, 35 stops. 35 separate individuals I stopped from going to shoot. Okay, that's the number that I'm at, gun violence-wise. Now, fights, 100-plus. Me just walking down the street, I'll see, about some, I'll see two people arguing, and I'll go over. Before you know it, they're about to fight. I'll get in between them with my signs. Some people are hostile, some, you know, but they generally respect it. So I'll get in between them with my signs, like I did with the two individuals, and end up breaking up a fight. And I do that on a daily basis. A daily basis when I'm out there breaking up a fight. So I'm, I, I, I lost count of how many fights that I broke up, but I kept track of the ones as far as gun violence is concerned. And it's at 35 and separate individuals that I stopped. Now you think about 35 individuals you stopped and you talked out of going to shoot and the 35 targets. You saved almost 70 people, you know, and that's effective. It's, it's, it's unorthodox, but it's effective. You see what I'm saying? Who knew? All I had to do was get out there with a sign, and, and it, it couples with, with everybody else's efforts that they have going on, because I'm not the only one that's, that's uh, doing things. I'm not the only one out there making efforts. There's other um, organizations who mobilized and who are out there, uh, uh, um, you know, that's connected with Syracuse um, Community Connection um, um, and, and other um, 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 programs who, who are starting to mobilize and, and, and who have things going on as well. So only thing I'm doing is adding a, a heightened element to it and getting in where I fit in as far as that's concerned. So how did you develop the credibility, the street credibility that you have? I'm an OG and I, I grew up on every side of town. The thing about it is I grew up on every side of town so they couldn't box me in. And let me show you how it works. I went to the east side of Syracuse the first day. And I didn't have my signs at the time. But I was just walking around and some of the guys up there saw me. So I went in the store because I seen them coming. So I played it off and I went in the store and I bought a bag of uh, chips and I came back out. When I came back out, they surrounded me. And everybody had those firearms. And they said, um, yo, homie, um, who are you, man? We, we see you up here walking around, man. I ain't never seen you, you know, before. Um, what you doing up here? You know, you act like you don't know what's going on in the streets right now, you know, because at that time, there was a war brewing going on, for real, for real. And I said, my name is OG Clifford Ryan, and I grew up in that building right there, and I lived in that building for 10 years, okay? And I started calling off names of individuals that I knew up there that I grew up with 
and some of their family members were one of the ones who were standing there with the tools, you know. And then once, once I said, you know, the names, everybody stood down and said, oh, sorry, OG, man, you know, how you doing, man? Yeah, I know who you are now, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's been, and the rest is history. You know, every side of town that I've lived on, um, due to my mother moving, you know, to various areas, are, uh, you know, at any given time, we could pack up and we have to move to the north side. Then we'd have to move to the west side. Then we'd have to move to the south side. We'd move to the east side. You see what I'm saying? So I grew up in the city. I'm, you know, born and raised here in Syracuse. Grew up and fought on every side of town. I know everybody who um, um, grew up on these sides of towns and everything. So, um, I can pull out that history and I pull out that history for them, you know, as well, letting them know who I know, letting them know my background as far as that's concerned. I had some violence in my times, in my days. Um, um, you know, I'm not proud of it, but I did turn my life around in that regard. Um, you know, I'm glad that I did. And I tell them those stories. And I don't water it down, brother. I keep it real like I'm keeping it real with you. I want to let them know, listen, I used to be you. I used to be this tough individual who would bust somebody upside the head or stab somebody. I never shot and killed anyone or used a firearm against anyone, but I've had it done to me, okay? Um, um, individuals shot at me, individuals stabbed me. I've been through, you know, the fights and the stabbings and the getting shot at and, you know, thank God. Um, just to tell you a quick story, an individual was going to shoot me, and he forgot to chamber the round. And as he went to pull the trigger, the, the bullet popped out, and the clip dropped out. Okay, and that's what saved me, God's intervention. I'm thankful, thank God, that he intervened that day, because that individual was trying to take my life that day. Okay, and, um, you know, that was a surreal moment for me. You know, um, and, 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 and that just let me know that I had to heighten my awareness. So I've grown up in the community, and that's how, you know, they, they know who I am. You know, the younger generation, you know, I had to refresh their memory on who I am based on where they come from and, and their family members that I know. Mm -hmm. So now you have this formal relationship where you're, operating under the auspices of, of Southwest Community Center. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the relationship and how it became formalized. Um, like I said, I, I, I was born and raised up here and, um, you know, was always familiar with it. They um, seen, you know, the effort that I was making and I'm thankful. I'm so thankful for Miss um, Owens and Mr. Williams um, um, for embracing me because I was out there just wandering, um, just trying to find a home, just trying to uh, uh, find a place to fit in. And they embraced it and they took me in and they gave me employment doing the outreach through um, Mr. Williams' program, um, the SOI program. So that's how I became, because I was always coming around before they put me on as far as employment, I was coming around and supporting the community, um, you know, uh, um, um, giving them myself and, and they seen the effort and, and, and I come by here on a daily basis um, you know supporting everything that they had going on um, you know trying to show them that I care enough it's not about money with me um, um, 
I'm thankful for you know the, the the small stipend I get, and 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 um, I use it, you know, towards the movement and to give back to the community. But you know, like the brother said, you know, I got to eat as well. So they looked out in that regard, and I'm so gracious and so thankful, you know. And I'm not just saying that to blow smoke. I mean, when somebody recognizes your effort and they they embrace it like that, that's that means a lot to you. So that that just gave me more drive to, you know, um, continue to fight, you know, strong. And with that little added incentive, you know, I'm going to be able to take it, you know, to the next level. You know, it's, it's, it's important to have somebody that believes in you and, and, and that are trying to help you, sure. you know, because I was just out here, you know. Absolutely. I get the, you know, your overarching goal is to have no more violence mm -hmm. overall. But what would you say is your, your next milestone? Where you'd like to see yourself in, you know, maybe the next year or the next two years, mm -hmm. your effort, your mm -hmm. movement, as you call it? I want to have the movement in a position that is going to help reduce the violence, number one. Okay? I'd like to possibly get a vehicle in OG's Against Violence name, which will help me do a better, um, proficient job. And what I mean by that is I want to try to get a van. And I want to paint that van all white, and I want to put that OGs Against Violence logo on it. And I want to patrol the city. I'm walking the city right now doing a formidable job. But with that vehicle, I can do an even stronger job. And, and, and the long-term goal is to help reduce the violence, you know, straight up. You know, that's, that's what the goal of OGs Against Violence is. And I've had a small impact, but I want to have an even stronger impact with those small tools that's going to make me even more effective. You know, the merchandise, the transportation. Um, um, I'm already going into the areas, supporting all little programs, doing seminars, speeches, going into the schools, uh, 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 going into the community, talking to the kids. Like I went up to Hillbrook um, Detention Center um, the other day um, and, and talked with the youth. Um, so, so those are those are those are good goals, you know, that I've reached, and those are the goals that I plan to continue on as far as OGs Against Violence is concerned for the rest of my life. I want to finish up with this last question, back to what kind of kicked this off in, in the first place mm -hmm. with, your, with your son. Mm -hmm. Now, were the perpetrators of that crime found and brought to justice? Yes. Um, his name is William Williams, and he's um, an individual who grew up in the community. At the time when he did that, he was on the run for two and a half years, and he made it all the way to a place called Riverside, California. And the way that he got caught is that they had had some terrorist threats saying that they were going to blow up bridges. And he was on a bridge um, in California that had a checkpoint. And when he came up to that checkpoint, that's how he got caught. But he was on the run for two, two and a half years, and he was finally caught and convicted. They gave him, I think it was 50 to life or 40, 40 to 50 years to life in prison for the, um, for the killing. And now, let's fast forward to today. I forgive him, and I'm in contact with him through his family and members and through his wife. Um, they've gotten that message to him that I forgive him. In order to move forward in life, 
you have to find that within your heart because I'm, I'm one of the individuals that's going through it so I could give that advice to the next person dealing with it but it takes time and it took me 16 years to get to the forgiveness part okay and once I got to that forgiveness part it was like I lifted a boulder off my shoulders brother like I was carrying that hurt and anger around a lot and and it was it was interfering with me doing what I'm doing right now you know um, because I'd have times when I'd be doing it and then there's times when I'd be angry and I say you know what they don't get a damn so you know let me just go ahead and you know and I apologize to my community for that because I was being selfish and when you're going through something like that those are one of the feelings that you go through you're you're selfish you know you think that you're the only one feeling pain when there's a whole community and when I tell you the whole community felt that, you know, he, a lot of people say that he was the very first one that catapulted the violence into what it turned into because that was unheard of. You know, they shot this young man and they left him out there so the little kids could see his body um, um, in that state and, and, and it was pretty tragic. And they had the famous scene when I got arrived on the scene and I seen him laying there and I knew who he was because of the sneakers I had just bought him. And so as I went to run towards him, like four or five police officers grabbed me and that's the famous scene that you see in the newspaper. Um, you could Google it, you'll see it. And, and, and um, you'll see them individuals holding me. You'll see the police officers holding me, preventing me from getting there. Now the tragic part was my other son was with me and he made it all the way over there to him to see him laying there like that. But, you know, I forgive him, and I was able to get that message to him, and he, you know, remorseful. Um, 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 he sent that message home and everything, that he's sorry he didn't mean to do it, and that, um, you know, he hoped that I could forgive him. And, you know, I, I wanted to even try to go see him, and I wanted to film that, you know, through the Victims um, Advocacy Program, if you will, to show people that it takes forgiveness in order for your heart to heal. Man to man, OG, I have all the respect in the world for what you do, and I wish you well and safety in your efforts. Yes, sir. Brother. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. To learn more about the Syracuse Community Connection Save Our Youth program, you can contact Larry Williams at 315-671-5831. 52 Conversations is a production of More About You. Join us next time.